0: It was a bold press conference from Dino Babers on Monday. He said one of the most important statements he might have uttered in the last four or five years of being the head coach at Syracuse. He talks about depth and one of the biggest kryptonites in Syracuse's ability to establish depth. That's the portal, it's NIL, and it is something that in his mind is holding Syracuse back. The comments have stirred up a lot of conversations over the past 12 hours. Today, we talk a little bit about Dino's comments, and we also speak with a man behind one of the solutions to retaining those players. It's Mark Hayes, the general manager of Orange United, the new collective around Syracuse University. We get both worlds here. We get the NIL, we get the anger, we get the transfer portal to start. And then we hear from Mark Hayes and how his organization, and the organization that he has recently worked to launch can contribute to helping that problem in the future. It's your Locked on Syracuse Tuesday episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to your Lockdown Syracuse Tuesday episode. It's your boy OB saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Big episode today. We've got an interview with the GM of Orange United, that is the new collective that is aiming to help Syracuse University get back to new heights athletically. But before that, we talk about Dino Babies and we talk about a comment made in his Monday press conference uh, following a question about mid-season depth from Bren X. We know depth has been an issue for Syracuse towards the latter portion of the season, year in and year out in Dino's eight seasons as the head coach at Syracuse football. Let's send it to coach, uh, this is the exact quote, and then we'll break it down, and then we'll hear from Marques. Uh, the second block of this episode. But let's hear uh, Babers after the Bren X question to start things off. Bren, it's the same old thing. Depth is gone. You know, Our depth is in the transfer folder. You know how many guys we lost. You know what schools they play at. There's Schools like us, we're not going to have a lot of depth because it gets bought away. So. It is candid. It is very honest. It is in some people's eyes an excuse, but that is a reality of college football right now. And I wanna say this, I, I had aims to put the, I had aimed to put the uh, the interview on the Tuesday episode today. I'm still aiming to do that and I'm still putting that in here. If you want a full episode uh, on this content, on this conversation, Uh, We can have that for Wednesday, but you got to let me know. Comments on YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, just let me know. Uh, If you want more on this conversation, I will get you more on this conversation. Interview goes about 20, 25 minutes, so I only have a few minutes at the front end of this episode today. The transfer portal is a reality of college football. And it's a reality for Syracuse that it is going to be difficult to retain a lot of the the upper echelon players that Syracuse brings in, right? And you can't fault a player for wanting to play for a team that can compete for a national championship. That's not what Syracuse can necessarily offer right now. You can't fault a player for taking NIL money that is going to be life-changing dollars because nothing is guaranteed in college athletics, right? You're an injury away at any point from never playing football again. Take money when you can. I get it. I get going to the league the second you can go to the league, all these things. That is going to hurt Syracuse. And Dino Babers is not incorrect in saying that. But the issue that I think a lot of people have is that Syracuse shouldn't be in that situation as much as, you know, Dino sort of threw it out there. And, yes, you look at what happened in, in the portal this offseason. You lose Deuce Chestnut to LSU. You lose Jatias Gear. You lose – um jihad carter right you lose steve linton right all these guys going to to solid programs are they all playing no that's where it gets a little bit frustrating right these would be huge contributors to your team they're not playing uh as much as you would hope they would uh given the transfer that they put out there but this comment right here is it's a harsh reality it is a little bit of an excuse it is unfortunate to hear uh because that is deflating right? And I I do appreciate the fact that Dino didn't beat around the bush here, but as a fan, hearing that comment that it is what it is, that is the reality. We can't do it. The depth is gone. We can't bring enough players in to have depth. That is something that stings. That is something that hurts. One thing, and I'm giving a little bit of the interview away here. One of the biggest things that I took away from this conversation with Mark Hayes is his comment about how their immediate goal is not necessarily about going out and bringing players in as much as the immediate goal is to work on retaining the talent that exists here. And I think that is something that can help Syracuse moving forward, but we'll talk, we'll give it, we'll go to this interview and we'll talk more about it tomorrow on your Wednesday episode of locked on Syracuse. We are now joined by Mark Hayes. He is the general manager of Orange United, the newest collection and the preferred status collective of the Syracuse Orange of the Syracuse athletes, and now making its way into the NIL space. Mark, thank you so much for the time today.
1: No, thanks for having me, Owen. Of course. I
0: just wanted to start. I mean, this is a couple of weeks old at this point in time. Uh, It was, you know, made the big blast early on, but we you know, I've had football going on. We've had some basketball news going on. So just in case someone missed it in the cycle or whatever it was, give us the the bare bones. What is Orange United at this point in time?
1: Yep. So Orange United is the preferred collective of Syracuse University and their athletes. We represent them to help empower and educate on NIL experiences, put together brands with those athletes, and also to help raise funds to recruit and retain uh, for the future.
0: So you're – A subsection, or I don't know how you want to phrase it, of uh, the student-athlete NIL group, which is a a larger organization that works with different schools throughout the country. How did this sort of come to be, and how did Syracuse get chosen as, you know, another target for the group as a whole?
1: I think Syracuse has a rich athletic history and uh, fan base here, and I think they, I mean, I started on the 18th uh, from my previous position with the Syracuse Crunch and uh, met with Sunil, um, student athlete NIL. They said they were bringing the collective to Syracuse, working with John Wildhack in the athletic department. And it was just a great fit. I mean, being an alumni and being a fan of Syracuse athletics my entire life, it, it was really a good fit. And being able to come back after, after graduate with my sport management degree to have an impact and be able to help the athletic program was a, was a great challenge to, to accept.
0: I was going to say, right, the being a central New York, you know, in the, this area for a while now and, and being an alum, how did that sort of heighten your interest in a position like this?
1: Well, my freshman year was the national championship, and uh, I could, I've i seen what a winning athletic program can not only do for the student base and enrollment, but the community. I mean, this place was on fire in 2003 all the restaurants, bars, all the, the community was just behind the team. Um, and just the trickle down effect of the uh, tourism, the the business it brings, it really is something special. And Syracuse and its fans have an expectation of not only having a winning season, but competing for, competing for bowls and national championships. So want to get back to that and, and see this community thrive. I think
0: everyone – watching everyone wants that, that same thing. So that's exactly what everyone wants to hear and excited to see efforts being put forth uh, to continue moving back in that direction that, you know, the last couple of years have not been incredible. Seems like we're getting close again and this is going to be, uh, for many, what we see as a, a really nice driving force to, to return to that. You've got the, the preferred collective status. What does that mean for, for most people at this point?
1: So basically we are gonna be the main collective that's gonna represent the athletes, be kind of that figurehead in work, have that close relationship with athletics to get where we need to go. Um, I think it is it is a good tag to have um, just on, on the, the sense that like when you're working with with different brands, you wanna have a go-to spot that have the knowledge, have the expertise and have the relationships. And that's what, what we're able to to give with this collective there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of stigma that kind of goes along with the, the term NIL. And we are here to kind of quell those, those frustrations and those hesitations and, and educate not only the the fans, but also the athletes and give them a brand that they can have personally that they can take with them, whether it be the next level to the pros or in the, uh, in the workforce following you you talked about the you know the working with players and working with
0: so many other people. You were talking a little bit before we we hit record today about the the interactions that you've been having already with the coaching staff and and some of the other key stakeholders uh, on the Syracuse side of it. What have the last few weeks looked like on your part uh, since the announcement of this and things have started to get underway?
1: It's it's been very exciting. I've gotten to meet so many different people. In athletics and also in the community, it's been um, just a lot of meetings, a lot of relationship building, getting expectations set, what the goals are, where we need to be, not only once transfer portal starts, but also for the future. I mean, this is going to be something that's sustainable, something that's not going away. And we want to have this relationship for for many years to come and get us to where we need to be to be that top powerhouse that we we once were.
0: NIL, it's, it's one of the most impactful things on college athletics right now. It is a driving factor uh, of so many different attributes of collegiate athletics as a whole. What is, you know, your idea of NIL? What is the influence of NIL? And then how do you guys work with the, you know, the, you know, the absolutely gigantic stake that it has in college athletics right now? How do you guys pull off
1: of that? Well, right now, as I said before, it's the education and the empowerment of the student athletes. And this from when it first started, the it it's changed. I mean, it changes monthly, yearly. I mean, the expectations, the the rules and, and what we want to do is to help um bridge that gap and, and bring it to where it needs to be. I think Syracuse did a great job of doing that kind of wait and see to see where NIL was going. It was kind of like the wild, wild west in the beginning and kind of a free for all. And <clears throat> they just kind of wanted to learn from the mistakes of, of others um, and do it in a way that it, it's not only compliant, but it, it's done the right way. All right, now a quick word from
0: our friends over at Prize Picks. PrizePix Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players that include pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's the most fun I've had. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than those stats, and place your entry. entry. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season, it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into twenty or $250 with just a few taps. I like the simplicity of it. They're not asking you to do too much. It's more than, it's less than, and it's fun. And easy way to get yourself some money. Players and stats. I love. I'm a numbers guy. Sometimes I'm not always a numbers guy, but for Prize Picks, I very much am a numbers guy. Go to prizepickscom slash college and use code on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash college and code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, now a word from our friends over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I love that there's views from all the seats, a low price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and so much more. See the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They've got tickets on deals or deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-c-o-l-l-e-g-e for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed um there have been and you sort of mentioned a number of different misconceptions with regards to nil and how things sort of operate right now what are you know some of the main ones that we can maybe address right now and get everybody on the same
1: page yep absolutely uh so speaking with a gentleman on the quad during the um pre tailgate on the quad he just said oh this is a way for players to get paid and we are focused on the the sense that these athletes can leverage their their own brand to be able to have an entrepreneurial spirit to take, as I said, take uh, their brand to the, either pros or into the workforce following. So there's a lot more to it. Um, I think wanting to be transparent with the fans to say where this, um, these deals are going and where the support is going is going to be vital to, to kind of make this, uh, more comfortable and more palatable for the, for the general fan. You
0: guys, I, I see you were, you know, are partnered with Learfield now. How does, you know, that partnership contribute to the brand aspect that you were just talking about?
1: Yeah, I think we're partnering with any, everybody and anybody that that would like to, to partner. I think Learfield and especially even legends on the ticketing side, this all has a cyclical benefit. If we have a strong, um, if we have strong teams across all our athletics, tickets are going to to be in more demand. Uh, sponsorships uh, for the in-game is going to be in more demand. And then even enrollment on the um, the university side, it, it it's all going to benefit if we all are going in the right direction together.
0: Yeah, uh, in terms of, you know, there are obviously ways for, for businesses to get involved and companies like that. For the everyday fan, how how can they contribute to this? Is there a way for them to do this? Is there them pooling their money? How can the everyday fan get involved and contribute to Orange United?
1: Yeah, absolutely, there, and this is why I love the Cineo model uh, because there's a membership base, so the everyday fan can still invest in their favorite team or even just um, have their efforts um, pulled together. So we have a membership. Um, we have a $10 membership, a $25 membership, and a forty nine ninety nine membership right now where you're going to have access to exclusive video content. You're going to be entered into um, raffles for autographed items, VIP meet and greets. We're going to have a variety of different programs we haven't announced yet, but we will be in the coming days. And that's your kind of way to invest in the team, but also at the same time, get something back as well. I think that's so you a lot United of people Oc-
0: are – okay uh, yep. orangeunited.com you said
1: yep go th- go there yeah, and right. then uh, you can sign up
0: perfect i think that's a nice way for a lot of people to to obviously you know feel like they're getting a little bit more in return for for what they are contributing so i think that'll be a fun way uh to to bridge the relationships and get people involved um when you sort of see this and i've seen the number and maybe the number is wrong and it was a number from 3 weeks ago that was thrown out there but the number that i saw Was like six to nine million dollars annually was the anticipated number, uh, that the thought for Orange United was to be able to bring in. Where what kind of factors into that number being what the landing spot was heading into the launch of this? Well,
1: it is the three prong model, I think, across all the all the all the teams, um, within Syracuse Athletics and the collective, um, it's going to be the donation side. So major donors, uh, anybody that just wants to donate, uh, it's going to be the brands, um, brand opportunities. And it's also going to be the membership model as well. So across all three of those, um, the six to 9 million is where we are targeting and where we kind of need to be, to be competitive in, in this space.
0: You talk about the, the competitivity in this space. What are, you know, some of the thresholds that you are looking for in terms of, you know, per sport or things like that, that you feel like is the sweet spot to be competitive, uh, across, you know, specifically the big ones that you see the, the highest number on average deals uh, with men's basketball and men's football.
1: Um, so with those, I mean, the targets kind of change, um, have changed considerably since since I've started so anywhere from like the two to three million you're looking for basketball three to four for football um but of course you want to exceed those um to make sure that we're able to retain the athletes we need to retain and uh do we need to do following then with working with the coaches and the athletic department to be where we need to be but I think football and, and basketball kind of have that, that larger part of the pie. But we also don't want to discount and forget about the national championship uh, soccer team. We want to make sure that the lacrosse teams are staying competitive. Even our, our cross-country and, and track and field programs, we have some elite athletes. And we want to make sure that we, we focus on them and we're able to highlight them as well because they are important to the program as a whole.
0: Yes, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, those are the the big name ones, and then how does uh, the other sports who are competing? And I know you've got Justin Knight on the board there, who's definitely going to be speaking out for for some of those runners uh, as well to make sure that they're all getting their fill. Um, for maybe the non, you know, we see a lot of these huge deals with with the true true stars of the biggest sports. For you know, there are six hundred student athletes. football quarterback or starting point guard to give your big buzz examples, What does your interaction look like with them? And then how do you work to establish a brand on maybe some less
1: household name type players? Well, I I think, of course, you're going to have those, those household names that are going to be in the higher demand, but there are a lot of companies that want to work with a variety of different athletes and they can do that by, Kind of focusing their efforts not on like the the superstars, but highlight more of the the non-household names, the ones that um, have a, a deeper connection or a um, a relationship to what their brands are, are trying to to accomplish. And I just had a meeting yesterday, and they're looking for that community story of of either a local tie or somebody that has a um, affinity for a certain charity to kind of link those brands with those people. I think a lot of times people are thinking of the, the superstars, but the, a lot of people are looking for that, that great story, that feel good underdog um, feel to the, to what they're trying to accomplish with their PR and, and marketing.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about our friends at Jace medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case Is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from the physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. And everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected Jace. Handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultant and or consultation and care. So get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. look at, you know, collectives right now. And there have been a few other collectives, uh, the 315 Foundation and then Athletes Who Care as well, who, you know, were in the NIL space for Syracuse before you, but went about it in some different ways. What is sort of, you know, if you can speak to how these interact, is it, you know, now that Orange United is here, the other ones will fade out? Or how do you think that the, trio or whatever ends up being the case you know can all sort of stand on their own or what what's the sort of vibe
1: around that um I think we are just kind of focusing on what we can do as Orange United as a as as our own collective um we're we're trying to work with the athletic department and the university as a whole to make sure we're all kind of going the right direction and uh we're all kind of having that same vision uh that we had on this on the onset but Um, I don't really kind of look at the other collectives and and seeing what they're doing. It just we're kind of focusing on ourselves and how we can help with the uh, student-athletes. So There's, it seems like from my perspective, and, you know,
0: maybe you can't speak like this uh, as, you know, someone in your position. The NCAA sort of said, here's NIL, figure it out. And it seems like there was a lot of gray area and a lot of question marks. How do you all work to navigate what, in the public eye looks like there's weird oversight and it's picking and choosing where the big issues are. How do you guys sort of navigate and find what you can do when doing things the right way uh, versus avoiding things that haven't been addressed and maybe other schools are even doing, but, you know, from an ethical standpoint and maybe from the logistical standpoint, aren't going to stand true for much longer.
1: Well, that's working with compliance. It's working with the university to make sure that anything that we present to athletes are what Syracuse university and, and the, the brand um, even on the Sunil side is, is ethical. So I think the way Syracuse university kind of did that wait and see approach, it's, it's going to be very um, methodical in the way that we look at the brands and, and NIL as a whole, making sure that it, that there are no gray areas that we're doing it the right way.
0: The, the biggest, I I guess, gray area that I've seen is, is in the transfer portal. And it seems like, you know, you've seen schools reaching out to players and money amounts have been through someone else, a product, whatever it is, whether it's legitimate, whether it's not, I'm not going to name teams, whatever, things like that. What is the way that, Orange United sort of fits into the transfer portal. And at what point can you guys, you know, speak with players about their opportunities uh, in the central New York area, if they are, uh, you know, a part of the, the Syracuse athletic department?
1: I think on the onset right now, the the whole message that we've been been trying to give is to, to retain the, our athletes. Um, okay. So it's hard to kind of discuss that right now only because the transfer portal hasn't happened yet, but, mm-hmm. uh, we're working with, with athletics and, and the coaches to, to kind of be able to have something for them that they can utilize through our efforts. So, um, right now there, there are no conversations. I mean, the, the teams are doing what they're supposed to be doing and there's a way to go about it. And, um, yeah, so there, there's nothing to really speak on on, on those conversations because they haven't happened yet. So, but they okay. Will.
0: Yeah, um, your your efforts to retain. Uh, how, what do you guys prioritize in in terms of retaining athletes? Like it's it's not always the easiest thing in the world. So, what are, and you know, we're only once again. You give me what you can after three weeks of this. What are mm-hmm. you know some of the priorities you have in terms of being able to maintain the, the student athletes and the successful ones, especially in uh, mm-hmm. Syracuse.
1: I think when, when you, when you talk about retention, it's all about the opportunities they're going to have, um, how they can maximize their true potential, not in the NIL space, but, but on the field. And I think <clears throat> when a lot of money was kind of thrown, thrown around in the very beginning um, athletes that had featured been featured with, with certain teams, um think the grass is greener on the other side and they go and they're not playing so it's it's one of those things where you kind of want to make those athletes understand that the opportunities that will be given and their opportunities on the field will be maximized as well so I think that's what's going to keep people in school rather than just kind of see that price tag from other uh other collectives and other athletic departments
0: Um, A missed opportunity for Syracuse, I think in the eyes of many has to do with Jesse Edwards and his departure. And I know one of the big complications was surrounding the student visa and finding ways to incorporate NIL and still keep things as they need to be in that regard. One of the things I read was that with the presence of Orange United, there is going to be better opportunities for those international student athletes. What sort of opportunities are there for them that maybe weren't available or are now at a lot easier liberty uh, with the presence of you guys?
1: So there there is a process. I mean, we want to make sure that whatever they're able to do, it's not going to conflict with their eligibility or could affect their visa issue, their visas. So um, right now we're we're working with uh, discussing that with those international athletes to make sure that. They see that they are being looked after, but at the same time, um, they have to do it in a way that's that's making them compliant and and eligible. So, um, last couple ones here.
0: Um, So the we mentioned briefly, and you know the the existing collectives in in terms of athletes who care, in terms of three one five foundation, both of those operated in a nonprofit capacity. You guys have that that for profit tag. What difference does that? create for you all
1: as a company? I think it just adds a little bit more flexibility on what we can achieve as, as a collective. Um, And I think more is going to come out in the coming weeks of, of what those, those are. So um, having a nonprofit collective, while there is some advantages, it is, it is a lot more difficult um, navigating some of the NIL deals. So, um, there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't and i, I think the flexibility that we have with working with with certain brands and in, in that space is going to give us that competitive advantage overall
0: the the for-profit tag yeah you know, it seems like you said right it gets you a little bit more opportunity wise um especially and this is you know maybe i'm reading into this wrong in terms of the the bigger name deals uh and being able to bring you know bigger things in is that seem like it's okay in my interpretation of that, or am I missing the ball on that a little bit?
1: No, I mean, there, 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 there's a variety of different factors that kind of go into it. Um, I think one of the big things for us too is we can still do those community uh, partnerships and work with nonprofits um, and those big brand deals. So it gives us the flexibility to be all over the place and more diverse uh, compared to just the regular um, nonprofit model. All right. Mark, anything
0: you want to add something that maybe you see that people have wrong about Orange United or something with the NIL space that people have wrong that, that you want to set the record straight before we uh, let you go today?
1: No, I think right now it's that kind of education piece. And we're trying to get the, the word out and get the the um, the brand um, in the community a little bit more uh, at the forefront. So. Uh, If they go to orangeunite.com and they have any questions or concerns, they can always email me with those. I'd love to have dialogue and uh, I'll never try and change anybody's mind, but I will have uh, some open spirited debate. So I'm for that. Awesome. Mark, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Oh, and thank you for all you do.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar.